Hello, welcome to the Negative Positives Podcast, episode number 79. I'm your host, Mike Gutterman, coming to you from the Gutterman Cave on a Friday morning. Thursday night for me, but Friday morning, I guess, technically. Um, So it's coming to the weekend, maybe for most of you all, but not for me, because I have to work Saturday, too, and I'm normally off Saturdays, so... Uh, I still have two more days of two more nights of work ahead of me, but I'll get through it. I'll live. But you know, I'm, I've been on a, a little bit of a heater here on the uh, podcast. I've kind of become a daily podcast, and that really wasn't my intention. I, at one time, I was going to do this once a week, and then maybe twice a week. And but for some reason, this week it's been every day. And uh, I hope I'm not. Uh, overstaying my welcome here and burning you all out on this podcast but uh you know i had to do one today because i got an email and that's always awesome to get emails and this email is about the last podcast episode 78 where i talked about the kodak reflex twin lens reflex tlr and uh, i have a differing opinion and so uh i am I am more than happy to be democratic here and let differing opinions come onto the show. So let's get into this email that's debating my uh, (laughs) love of the Kodak Reflex as a good, cheap TLR to maybe check out. Anyhow, this email is from Sean Nelson. And uh, let me read it here. It starts off... You can never have too many camera bags, too many lenses, or too much Kentucky Fried Chicken. (laughs) Alright, and then it goes on. I have a Kodak Reflex from 1946. To say it's an awful camera would be too nice. Worst TLR ever. The thing is so stiff and boxy, I never even put a roll of film through it. You owe it to yourself to try out another TLR, like a Yashica. Minota or Rolleiflex, listed cheapest to most expensive there, haha. <laughs> a few years back, I bought a Yashica A, enjoyed it so much that I immediately bought a Yashica Mat 124G. Price difference of about $100 to $150, but worth it. Keep the podcast coming. Sean Nelson. And you can follow Sean. Uh, he's got a website. He's on Instagram and Twitter. So let me get all that out here. Uh, his website is www.utahfilmphotography.com. On Instagram, he is at Sean Nelson. And that is Sean spelled S-H-A-U-N. And then Nelson, N-E-L-S-O-N. At Sean Nelson. And on Twitter, he is at Utah Film Photo. So yeah, follow Sean. And uh, Sean, I appreciate the email. I appreciate the differing opinion. Uh, And I'll talk about that here in a little bit. But uh, I did reply to his email thanking him for uh, giving me uh, his opinion on it. And uh, he sent me another email. Actually, I needed to get some more of his social media info from him to make sure I got it all out there. So he sent me that. And in the follow-up email, he said... Oh, and couch straps. Wow. I took one look at the site and bought my son a guitar strap made from the upholstery of an old El Camino. Next payday, I got to get that GTO camera strap. Holy hell, I can't even say how awesome their stuff is. (laughs) 
So I am starting to sound like an infomercial for couch guitar straps and their camera straps. Uh, but I can't help it. They're cool. And it seems like uh, the people that listen to this podcast that have bought something from them are thoroughly enjoying them. I think that's now three, maybe four sales that they've gotten from this podcast. <laughs> so that's awesome. Uh, and I can tell you, Sean, uh, I have the GTO uh, guitar strap and a GTO wallet. And that uh, that particular vinyl upholstery is really cool. It's like this kind of light blue sort of... I don't know, sort of houndstooth kind of look. But yeah, that's a good choice. That's going to make an awesome camera strap. And I'm sure that El Camino strap is awesome as well. But So, yeah, let me uh, talk about uh, Sean's email in the next segment here. So the first part of Sean's email talks about you can never have too many camera bags, too many lenses, or too much Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> well... Uh, as far as camera bags, uh, one thing I did want to mention, because I can't seem to go a podcast without talking about camera bags these days, but <laughs> but uh, the messenger bag, camera messenger bag that my wife got me, she got on Amazon. It was like $40, so very reasonable. So um, I can't remember the brand name. It wasn't anything I'd ever heard of before. but So yeah, $40 on Amazon. A really, really nice camera messenger bag. So if you're looking for one, maybe check out Amazon. And... Uh, Maybe at some point I'll try to get you guys that the name of that, whatever that bag was. I don't have it here in the garage with me. But uh, And as far as having too many lenses, well, maybe, yeah, that's always good. Lenses are, are fun, but too much Kentucky Fried Chicken? Well, <laughs> I'm guessing that's a reference to me living in the wonderful state of Kentucky. And uh, it's one thing we're known for, that and, I guess, the Kentucky Derby and if you're a sports fan, uh, we're pretty big college basketball fans in the state. But um, but too much Kentucky Fried Chicken, I would argue that uh, you can have too much of it because I have sat down and ate too much of it in, in one sitting and and uh, had a pretty miserable day. <laughs> uh, a very lethargic day. But, but yeah, you know, Kentucky Fried Chicken, it's good. But, yeah, in... Uh, in moderation, I guess. Now, he talks about his Kodak Reflex and apparently hates it. <laughs> it sounds like he has the original one, not the Reflex 2. And I'm not sure that the Reflex 2 uh, would be any better from the things he's complaining about it being stiff and boxy. I, I'm not really sure. I, I mean, I'll, be, I'll fully admit I am not an expert on TLRs. The only one I have is this Reflex 2, which I... Excuse me. I bought to um, uh, just have a, a cheap entrance into TLRs just to see if I would like them. And with my experience with it so far, it's been uh, you know it's I think it's all the TLR I kind of want because I don't know how much I enjoy the process of using a TLR. It, it, I like how film photography slows you down, but this thing really slows me down, and uh, I just. Yeah, I don't know. I, I haven't shot enough. I'm only a half row through it, I guess. So I haven't shot it enough to where it feels quite comfortable and familiar with me yet. Um, but so far, I'm just going to keep shooting this thing and see uh, see if I need to step up to a, a, a better TLR if I even want to. I do know that the Reflex 2 has really sharp lenses on it, so that's a, a benefit. Um, but... Obviously, he has some better TLR experience and has probably some better TLRs. So I may have uh, 
sometimes ignorance is bliss, I guess. So my ignorance on TLRs means that the one that I have seems fine for me. But maybe if I got a real good one, I would see, I would maybe uh, be able to understand Sean's uh, apparent dislike of the Kodak reflex. So you could take his opinion, take my opinion, and uh, go with which one you want on that. Uh, I just know that you know if you want to take a shot at a reflex, they're not they're not expensive. It wouldn't be too bad of a gamble, I guess. But uh, so yeah. Uh, then also on Instagram. Uh, let's see, Bill Lehman actually sent me a message on Instagram thanking me for mentioning him in the last episode. So we had a pretty good little conversation on Instagram, and I really enjoyed that. Uh, it was nice to talk to you, Bill. And um, I had mentioned that I got this email about the hatred of the reflex, and he said he'd actually in his first uh, the first message he sent me he said he'd been looking at the reflex uh, on eBay. But hadn't uh, the reflex too, but hadn't pulled the trigger due to the 620 film format. Well, uh, as I said in the last episode, that's not really too much trouble with that particular camera because of uh, what I talked about in the last episode. You can just kind of make it work without having to re-spool uh, 120 film on 620 spools or whatever. Um, but I had told him that I got an email about the hatred of the reflex, and he said, "Well, it's it's better than a Lubitel, so." <laughs> Which, I mean, I guess we can agree on that. So, uh, yeah, it reflects too. Uh, it may be boxy and stiff, but it's better than a Lubitel. So in the little Instagram conversation I had with Bill Lehman, he said he has a Yashica mat that he's really enjoying and he likes to shoot a whole lot and he's wanting to do like a portrait project with it. Uh, but he had heard on the reflex too that the Fresnel... Uh, viewing uh, lens or whatever uh, is pretty dim and it I, I have heard that uh, strangely I guess the point of the Fresnel thing was to make it brighter and I guess it was brighter for the time but it is known to be a little dimmer um, he also has an Argus Argoflex which is from the same era of the Reflex 2 and it, he said that it is dimmer than uh, the viewing is uh, dimmer than a, the, the Yashica mat that he has, but can still focus fine. Uh, I have noticed using the Reflex 2, yeah, I'm having, of course, I'm having focusing troubles on a lot of my cameras because my, my eyes just aren't what they used to be, I guess, but, um, but you know, it does have, the Reflex 2 does have the little, which I guess most good uh, TLRs have, has the little pop-up magnifier thing, and I, I find that helps a whole lot on the focusing but, so yeah, I mean, I think what I've learned out of just the half roll that I've shot is I am, I'm kind of an SLR guy, and uh, I do like the, the speed that I'm able, I guess it's just what I'm used to, and I haven't shot a TLR enough to really be used to that sort of uh, photography. Um, but, you know, I, I do think I'm going to like it once I get a little more used to and a little more comfortable with using one. Uh, the nice thing about taking a TLR out, a twin lens reflex out on the streets and taking photos, they do attract a lot of attention. And uh, people see one and they're interested in it. And uh, because it doesn't look, you know, it has its own unique look. Everyone sees one and thinks immediately that's a vintage camera. What is that? How does that work? 
So there's always that little benefit to taking one of those out on the streets, particularly if you wanted to get like portraits of people that maybe you don't know. It's a good icebreaker, conversation icebreaker. And uh, when people ask you about it, oh, hey, uh, can I take your portrait or whatever? And um, and plus, I think there's uh, it's it's not an, it's not intimidating because just the way a TLR works, you know, being uh, a waist level viewfinder kind of situation you can even take sneaky shots a little bit and they don't necessarily know you're taking a photo so i think that's one reason why a lot of uh, a lot of street photography people like tlrs because of that reason it, it's not like holding a, a big camera up to your eye a big lens and you're focusing on somebody they obviously know that you're taking their photo but a TLR kind of lets you to be a little more incognito and you can just kind of be kind of looking down and you're not looking at the person, you're not pointing something right at the person. So I can see how that would be a, a real benefit. I'm just so slow right now at using uh, a TLR that um, I'm not see, I don't think I'd be really good at catching decisive moments with one uh, just because and I'm probably, it's partly just because I haven't used it enough and also possibly overthinking it a little too much. It's one of the few cameras I've used a little bit that, you know, is fully manual but doesn't have any sort of light meter. So, you know, I'm still kind of using my iPhone light meter app to kind of give me an idea of what I'm doing and or using the Sunny 16 rule, which I've kind of gotten a little lazy about and not trusted myself on as much as I should because I used to kind of be pretty good at the Sunny 16 but I need to use it more often because it uh, you know would, would prevent me having to feel like I need the light meter everything I think I've gotten so dependent on light meters and all the cameras that I use more often that when I use one without that I, I just I doubt myself too much so that's something I need to need to get better at and, uh, I remember I shot a rangefinder Kodak years ago using the Sunny 16 and uh, and I did really well with it and I was very impressed with myself so I need to get back into that habit it's a nice thing to be good at all right that's the end of this episode of the negative pauses podcast you can see my photography on Instagram at gutterman photo on Facebook at Mike gutterman photography and you can email me at guttermanphoto at gmail.com everyone stay positive take some cool film photos <laughs>